Before we get started, I wanted to say thank you to today's sponsor, Louie and Leah, a subscription box service for new moms, dads, and babies. Get 20% off your order with the code BABY at Louie, L-O-U-I-S, and Leah, L-E-A, dot com. This is Diapers and Disciples, episode 97. On Diapers and Disciples, we're talking about living out the Great Commission as a family. I'm Amber O'Hearn, and today's chat is with Allison Off, wife, mother, and author of the book, Baby and Beyond, Overcoming Those Post-Childbirth Woes. Our conversation is all about the postpartum phase, so that first year after your baby is born. I think you're going to find so much wisdom and practical advice in what Allison shares. So let's jump right in. Here's my chat with Allison. Allison, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I was thinking you could start us off and just tell us a little bit about you and about your family life. Um, Sure. Well, um, my family and I live in Denver now. I met my husband here while I was working as a youth minister at a church. And um, we got married and had a honeymoon baby. And um, so nine months after... We got married, Timothy arrived, and then nine months later, we got pregnant with Lily, and then Lily arrived, and then we had a little bit more of a space, um, and then we had Luke and Zoe, and so before Timothy's sixth birthday, we had four kids at home, wow. <laughs> and so it was a little crazy time, and I was trying to do some uh, work from home with marriage prep, and we decided to start homeschooling, and so it's been a crazy adventure. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Which I share a lot about in, in the book, Baby and Beyond, um, about the experience of um, birthing and going through those postpartum experiences and just all that came with that. Um, yes. But now my youngest is three and it kind of feels like we're in a different world right now. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you that you share those experiences when I was reading the book. It's so helpful to hear other people's uh, birth and postpartum stories, especially. Um, and I, I know so many people can relate to having a lot of little ones <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. We, we have uh, <laughs> three right now. Our oldest is uh, five, and then we have a, a three-year-old, a one-year-old, and we're expecting again in July. So we're kind of in that, um, oh, yeah. you know, long, <laughs> long, long days, and <laughs> but time goes by fast, so it's, it's crazy. Um, so I would love for you to share a little bit about, maybe we can start with um, your first birth, Um, with uh, Timothy and your postpartum experience and kind of what you learned after, after that first one or through that first experience? Well, um, the word that I would use for my postpartum experience with Timothy would be bewildering. (laughs) I just felt like everything felt new and overwhelming and confusing. And I just kind of um, had this idea that we got pregnant so easily, you know, having babies is so natural. People, women have been doing this for thousands of years. Like I'll just figure it out. And, um, this wasn't (laughs) that way at all. I mean, I spent so much time like reading books about natural birthing and, um, all those things. And Timothy, he was late and there are all these, um, complications with the induction and he ended up being an emergency C-section. Mm. And so just recovering from that was really difficult. 
um, like all the bleeding, all the pain. I was so tired and my emotions were all over the place. And my husband and I were like having trouble communicating and connecting. And I just kind of felt like I don't even recognize <laughs> the person I used to be two weeks ago before this all happened. Yeah. Um, so it was just such a big life change and I was just not prepared for it. Um, truthfully, I don't feel like I learned that much after Timothy's um, birth. Okay. Definitely not enough. Um, because Lily, you know, we got pregnant with her nine months later. So I yeah. feel like just when we kind of started getting out of like the fog, we were pregnant again. Mm. And um, so just like continued this cycle. It wasn't really until after my third and really after Zoe. Uh, my fourth is when I started to put all these pieces together and realize what was unusual about my experiences or maybe was normal, but, or was common, but not normal. Anyway, I just, I learned a lot after those third and fourth births, things that I really wish I had known after Timothy was my first was born. Mm. So, um, so then after those, uh, the third and fourth, um, what were some of those things that, that stood out to you that now looking back, you realize maybe you would have done things a little differently or, um, yeah. What are some of those thoughts? Yeah. I, some of the things I learned, um, um, about physical recovery, Um, things like I need to keep taking my vitamins after, um, the baby is born and I still need to be eating well, things Mm. about like exercise and recovery, um, a lot of pelvic floor pain, a lot of hip pain and muscle pain that I just kind of thought was like, go away. And, um, I just needed specific exercises and I needed help putting, uh, strengthening those muscles and putting them back in place. Like I didn't realize until... I had helped heal myself how much pain I was really in. I didn't even realize it. Right. So it just makes, you know, like um, wanting to get down on the floor and play with your kids or being intimate with your husband. Like it it makes all those things very difficult when Mm. you are not um, physically in a place of healing. Um, So that was a big piece for me was um, that physical piece. And also like the mental, emotional piece, I, I struggled with a lot of anxiety um, after each of the ch- children were born and each postpartum experience looked a little different, but there mm-hmm. were still some like underlying themes. And so part of it was learning like how important nutrition is to get your hormones back on track, how important that is for, you know, the return of your fertility and charting. And then also just like, I felt, um, like spiritually it was kind of a dark time because my prayer routines didn't look the same. Mm. And, um, just cause I was struggling with depression and anxiety a lot of the time. Um, then until I was getting help for all those things, like I didn't realize like the mental piece of how much I, um, like disliked my new postpartum body. Um, you know, just how much like I was putting all this pressure on myself about comparing myself to other moms or, just feeling like a disappointment, like I'm not doing this right. And so there was a lot that um, after Zoe, my fourth was born, there was a lot of healing that came from just this new spiritual awakening that realizing I just need to give God what I am and where I am and lift my eyes to him in each moment. Mm. And I don't have to make this great offering or this perfect offering. I just need to ask him to help me. You know what I mean? Mm. So, um, just a lot of breakthroughs that happened after a lot of 
um, I think what I say in the book is just a lot of failures. Mm. Like I feel like I, you know, messed up and I didn't understand and eventually all the things that I learned from that. Mm. Yeah. Something I appreciate about, about the book is how really practical it is. Um, like you give such great practical examples of, of things that you realized, um, like, for example, in terms of like nutrition and nutrients that you might've been lacking in. And um, yeah, I just really, really appreciated that. Um, I was wondering, cause you talk in the book a little bit about uh, postpartum depression versus postpartum depletion. So I thought maybe you could share a little bit about um, the difference between those things and um, maybe how common it is. If you know, if you know that. Um, yes, I think as far where to start. Maybe a little bit about the, what they are and what the differences are. Sure. So postpartum depression, I mean, the way that I thought about it at first was postpartum depression is when you're crying all the time and you don't want to get out of bed and you're afraid you might harm yourself or your baby. And that is definitely part of it. Some people do experience that, but postpartum depression could also be fluctuating between sadness and anger. Like I didn't realize that anger was one of the symptoms of postpartum depression yeah. or just this um, inability to make decisions, um, feeling so overwhelmed, you know, that you can't like cope throughout your day. And um, so when it's like greatly impacting the way that you function, I would say that that is postpartum depression. Mm. Um, there, you can look it up even online, but, um, many doctor's office hopefully are starting to administer a test called the Edinburgh postpartum postnatal depression scale. So it'll ask you a bunch of questions. And so it's not specifically related to sadness or harming yourself. It has, you know, this variety of, um, of, uh, suggestions. Let me see here if I can come up with a couple other of what they are, um, difficulty sleeping, difficulty coping. Um, do you blame yourself unnecessarily when things go wrong or do you feel scared or anxious for no good reason? Mm. So, um, when you kind of see the broader picture of that, you could say, all right, well, this is not normal. I'm feeling those things and I need to get help. And that could be through a combination of therapy or medication or progesterone shots are known to help a lot of women, um, who are just experiencing all of these um, sadness or hormone imbalances as a result of the hormone imbalance um, because your progesterone kind of bottoms out after you give birth. So for a lot of women, that, that could be a factor in that. Um, usually postpartum depression sets in like right after birth or um, within a couple of weeks. Um, but, and I think that affects about maybe 15% of women. Um, and if you have had depression before you got pregnant or while you were pregnant, pregnant, you're more likely to experience that, um, afterwards. So that's kind of a, um, a telltale sign or something to think about if that's already, um, a difficulty for you. Right. Um, I think, yeah. So then depletion would be different. Um, I would categorize that more like baby blues, but it, again, it's not just sadness. Um, depletion is just basically you have given everything in your body to grow this baby inside of you. All of the vitamins and minerals and nutrients that create this 
uh, tiny little human being come from your body. So, um, and your body gives to your baby first. Mm-hmm. So if you <laughs> are not um, giving yourself enough nutrition, then you will be the one that's left depleted. And your nutrition is what, um, what fuels all of your hormones and um, all of you know, the functions in your body come from those basic building blocks. And so what I think we're finding is that um, women just um, are not giving themselves enough nutrition for them themselves as well as their baby. And so it just results in all of these um, low hormone function and hormone imbalances. And it's not just progesterone and estrogen, but, um, you know, it's your whole autoimmune system. It's cortisol. It's... uh, like your fat production and your brain is mostly fat. So you need so many (laughs) essential healthy fats for brain function. So when you, um, you know, many women, so I would say depletion affects almost everybody to some degree. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's going to be much more common. And so it's not like, well, I don't have depression and maybe I don't have baby blues, but maybe you are having trouble sleeping or you just feel exhausted all of the time or you've got that brain fog and you just like have trouble remembering things. Um, that maybe you have these highs and lows that one day you're feeling really great and then the next day you just like have this total or, you know, you're just feeling emotional. So this is more like the roller coaster Mm. that I think most women do experience that's combined with, you know, depletion of nutrients, but also lack of sleep and just, uh, you know, adjusting to all of the changes that are happening in your life because the birth of each new child, no matter how many children you have is life altering, you know, in so many ways, because there is a human in your family that never existed before. And so while it's so beautiful, I think it's also so very physical and we need to address those, those physical conditions that prevent us from being the mother that God wants us to be. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's so helpful. I know um, with myself, I, so after I had had um, a miscarriage uh, several years ago, I had struggled with uh, some postpartum depression symptoms. And um, mm-hmm. like you said, the progesterone shot is what my doctor had recommended at that time. And that really, really helped. And then um, with my last pregnancy, something I experienced, which I hadn't with the others, was that actually during the pregnancy, I was starting to feel... Um, maybe like anxious and like I couldn't um, emotionally relate to my mm. kids or my husband. Like my husband would share something mm-hmm. that was like troubling him or my kids would be crying and I just wouldn't be able to empathize at all. And I, I felt like mm-hmm. oh, for some reason I don't care. So it was interesting to bring that to my doctor and then to have my doctor say, you know, that might be, uh, postpartum de- or depression manifesting itself. And even though, you know, we don't, we talk a lot about postpartum depression, you know, it's possible to have it during pregnancy. And like you said, um, then you're mm-hmm. more likely to have some issues after, um, after birth as well. So it was helpful to, um, yeah, just have that identified and um, start working to figure out like how I could treat it. And, um, I'm currently on like a low dose of of medicine for it. And that has been just a tremendous help. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, so I'm wondering, um, for women who are listening and who, um, you know, maybe they go to their doctor and they're 
sharing some of their symptoms and their doctor does, you know, that test and realizes, you know, it might not be uh, depression. And now they're thinking, you know, after hearing maybe some of the thoughts that you shared, maybe it's the depletion that they're experiencing. Um, what, what tips do you have for women just to kind of start addressing maybe some of the nutrient deficiencies that they have? Thanks for sharing your experience um, of feeling that during pregnancy. I just think that's so great that you had that self-awareness to realize, oh, I'm not reacting normally. Because I think a lot of times it's easy to just not really uh, be aware of that and just think, oh, this is just part of pregnancy. Mm -hmm. To realize that there's something that you can do about it. Actually, um, yeah, I... I, so I had shared about the way I was feeling actually in my women's group, and it was at the encouragement of another woman in my group um, who had experienced um, postpartum depression that I actually went to go see the doctor. So I was so grateful for her oh, for wow. saying, oh, um, you know, she had said um, something along the lines of, it's okay to not be okay, and it's okay to reach mm -hmm. out to your doctor and see what might be going on. So I was just really grateful for her encouragement. <laughs> so, but go ahead. Yes. Yeah. No, and I was going to say, because I think it's um, it's just hard to admit that we're not okay. Mm -hmm. And it was like such a, oh, you know, like there was this feeling of failure, like, oh, I'm not handling motherhood as well as I should. And like going into the doctor and um, after Zoe was born, I did the same thing, just being like, I'm actually like, my kids are afraid of me because I'm just yelling all of the time. Mm -hmm. I have no control over my emotions and I need help. Yeah, And, you know, she gave like a lot of other suggestions, but she was really encouraging medication and I was just resisting it. Mm -hmm. But like, um, you know, as soon as I went on it, I really did feel like this ball of fire that was constantly raging in me, just like kind of calmed down and quieted down. I felt like I was so much better able to manage my emotions with that help. Mm -hmm. And so just asking for help is so important. And like you said, it's okay to not be okay because there's so much going on in this time. Right. Um, that's really great that you shared that with um, your mom's group and, and had someone else give you some great advice. So I would say um, my advice for depletion would be make sure you're taking your vitamins every day. Um, something to find that's whole food based, that's third party tested, that you know that you're getting good nutrition from it. Um, but then I would say, in addition to that, um, to be taking fish oil because um, you need those healthy fats for mm -hmm. your brain function and for hormone function. And I'm pretty sure that we're not getting enough from our diet. I know I'm not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, just that extra boost, especially if you're nursing, because that really just drains you of all of those um, healthy fats. So that the DHA just comes right out in your breast milk. Um, so just to be taking extra of that and um, vitamin B and vitamin D. And I know it sounds overwhelming. It sounds like a lot. But really, if you've, especially like if you've been having a lot of babies or, um, you know, with each one, you can become even more and more depleted. I just yeah. had a mother of 10 tell me after reading my book and looking more into supplements, she's been take. she's like, I've been taking vitamins for a long time, but I added a few extra things. She's like, it's really made such a difference in wow. my life. So there's, it's never too late to start supplementing, mm. I think is, is the key there. Yeah, um, vitamin helpful. D is something that's also a mood booster as well as fish oil. And most women in our country are pretty low on that. So, okay. 
Anyway, you can get blood tested for some of these things as well if you ask your doctor to do, you know, like a blood panel. Mm. Um, and that's how I found out I was severely low in vitamin D. So I've been okay. working for years to get that Dump in a normal up. range. Yeah. Well, that is so helpful. Thank you for sharing that. Hi, friends. Just wanted to take a quick break to tell you about today's sponsor, Louie and Leia. The mission of Louie and Leia is to help better prepare parents from birth to first birthday. As many of you already know, whether you're preparing for the birth of your first child or your seventh, it can always seem overwhelming. There's so much to think about and prepare for, and that's why Eric and Christine, parents of four, began Louie and Leia. Louie and Leia offers subscription boxes that make the perfect gift for parents. With eight boxes to choose from, from birth essentials to baby's first birthday, Louie and Leia wants to care for you and your new little one. Their zero to three month box includes a baby memory book and sticker set, a nursing muff, stroller hook, nursery prints, dry shampoo and brush, and a five by seven inspirational print. Their first birthday box includes a birthday interview book, a bamboo birthday shirt, a celebration flag garland, elephant puzzle, a mama necklace, and a bonus surprise gift. They also offer free ebooks and resources, which are extremely helpful. One of those is 40 Questions to Ask about the birthing facility, labor, and about your baby. Another is a packing checklist. And they also have a checklist of photos to take during the first day with your baby and more. You can visit louieandlea.com and use the discount code BABY at checkout to save an additional 20% off. That's Louis. L-O-U-I-S and Leia, L-E-A dot com. Um, I'm also wondering in terms of just like other physical recovery after, so after giving birth, there is so much of a pressure, especially here in the U.S. with like maybe your spouse needs to go back to work right away or only has a couple days off. And um, maybe, you know, you're thinking about like, when your maternity leave might end, if you're going back to work and there's like a pressure Mm -hmm. to kind of like get things together and like start doing things again right away. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Could you share some, some thoughts on that and what you've found? Um, I would give yourself a year to try to to return to normal. And I know a lot of women are maybe going back to work before that or, you know, whatever your situation is. But just, like, have a new normal, you know. Maybe Mm. you aren't making as many homemade meals or maybe you're using paper plates instead of doing as many dishes. Or maybe, you know, like, instead of cleaning the house as much, you're taking a nap. Like, throughout that whole year, I mean, you'll you'll feel better and, you know, you don't have to not do anything for a whole year. But, you know, (laughs) just, like, when you're paying attention to – you know, getting into exercising or like your mental health, that all these, um, that anything can happen within, you know, that year um, that would be related to your postpartum recovery. So just to take it easy and it's okay to just to have that mindset of, I don't have to jump back into doing everything just fine, that this is life changing and we'll have to figure out what this new way of life looks like for a while. Yeah, that's so good to hear because I, I feel like really not until maybe like nine months or so did I really start feeling like, okay, I can do this. I've, we're kind of on a new routine. <laughs> and um, it's funny because when we first, when you first have 
um, well, I don't know. I don't know if you've experienced this, but when I had like my second, like that first week or so, or when I had my third, that first week or so, I was like, oh, this is so great. <laughs> like when they're sleeping like a lot more and mm-hmm. I was like, I've got this. <laughs> and then week two comes and you're like, what is going on? So, um, yeah, I feel like really yep. by nine mm-hmm. months, I'm kind of like, okay, I'm starting to feel. So I think a year is giving yourself a year to kind of be like, we're figuring things out and things are going to look different and that's okay. That's really helpful yeah. to hear. <laughs> and yeah, because also if you think about it, how much your baby changes in that year, like you're saying like, you know, that newborn sleepiness or they sleep a lot, but then, you know, they go through these times where they don't sleep very well or they're eating all, you know, they're nursing right. or feeding all the time and then they're crawling and that's like a new way of doing things when they start to become mobile and then you have to start feeding them solids and like think about that. Yes. So <laughs> I think like you have to adjust with all of, you know, the changes in your baby's growth as well. So there's just so much that happens in that first year. I think we yeah. just got to be kinder to ourselves. Yes, that's so good. Yeah, I love that you said that. Um, so in your book, you cover this, and it seems like through most of my conversations with um, friends postpartum, that one of the most uh, challenging things is navigating NFP when you're um, postpartum mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. figuring out like, okay, maybe we need a, you know a little more time before you know for my body to heal or before we get pregnant again. And, um, for a lot of women, I know their cycles come back like super early, (laughs) even if they're breastfeeding Mm -hmm. and doing all those things. Yeah. So, um, do you have just, maybe you could share a little bit about your experience and what you found to be helpful during, during that time. Oh man, I wish I could say, just do this, this, and this, and like, (laughs) then everything will be normal, but (laughs) it's just a challenging time. And, like, I've just come to accept the fact that, like, it's going to be difficult to navigate and it's going to require a lot of patience and communication to figure out what works, Mm. you know, with you and your husband. And so there's no easy answer. And (laughs) I wish I could say it better than that, but I just feel like there, there is good and refinement that happens because of that, but it's still just really hard. Um especially I think for those um, whose cycles come back right away, but also for those who take like months of, um, you know, like a basic infertile pattern or you like see that things are changing, but you quite haven't had your cycle yet. So there could just be months and months of unknown. Um, So that's just really hard is that unknown. For me, it's, it helps with each birth. Like I learned something new, um, like, oh, okay, well, nothing happens until seven months and then it was nine months and then my, um, you know, fertility turned 11 months. So it's like every birth I got two extra months of infertility, (laughs) which, um, like what's helpful to realize that like, okay, you know, I have some basic markers to go by Hmm. because I've learned this from my body, um, I also think like just communicating with my husband, like I, I just don't recover well. And between like the mental health piece and like I've torn with each delivery. So there's like a, I think a lot more healing that needs to happen when you have stitches. Mm, yeah. um, and when you just like, if you have a colicky baby and you're not sleeping well, it just makes it hard to find time for you and your husband to just 
even like be alone together or feel rested or relaxed. Um, So there's just like all of these things to think about, about communicating, like we need to take a break um, and just let your husband know when you're finally starting to heal or to feel better or when you need to go to your doctor and say something's not right. Mm. Like I'm having a lot of pain. Um, maybe I need estrogen cream, things like that. Like, um, maybe I need to go see a physical therapist for pelvic floor issues. Um, there's just going to be a lot of things that surround it physically. Why, why you're not wanting to, or it's just a time of unknown. Um, and you just kind of have to discern that and navigate and say, we're probably not pregnant or not, we're probably not fertile so we can come together or, you know, just like trying to talk about those things so that you get that time you need to recover. I also have to say like the vitamins are really helpful in getting your hormones regulated again and back on track. It's a huge difference for me in having more regular cycles when I was doing the nutrition piece. Oh, that's good. So, um, that's been been really helpful for me as well. Mm-hmm. But um, and then in the book, I do suggest some things that you and your husband can do just to find time to be close to each other and to connect and have that quality time because it seems like the baby can just you know overturn your lives and then you know you're living separately and you're each taking turns taking care of the baby, but you're not like mm. connecting as a couple. Yeah. So just to make that a priority, not that it needs a lot of time and effort, but it does need some because your marriage is the sacrament and that's where the grace is going Mm. to come from. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love that. Um, so for, for women who, um, well, first let me ask you this. Uh, I've heard we, we currently use the Creighton model of natural family planning, which has worked well for us, but, um, I've heard that the Marquette method actually that uses the um like ovulation monitor might be Mm -hmm. the most effective for postpartum do you have any thoughts on that or any experience with that it's okay if you don't I just thought I'd ask I do yeah I do so um we did learn symptothermal and we were doing that but I just felt like I wasn't getting enough sleep to take my temperature and like it was just really hard to see what was going on yeah um so I wanted like an extra check so I did get a monitor. Okay. And, um, and it was helpful. I think it, it made me sure I could be a little more sure when I was still infertile, um, before everything started to change. But then you can go for months of getting like, um, so you have like one bar means you're not fertile. Two bar means that you are probably fertile and approaching ovulation and three bars would be ovulation. Mm. And so like sometimes you can go for months in the two bars. And so it's uh, not like, a, yeah. <laughs> like it's not going to tell you exactly where you are. Right. I mean, it's going to measure your hormone level. Um, but just because so much changes to get your, a lot of times to get your fertility back in gear, it's not, it's not like perfect use for everyone. Um, but it is helpful for many women. And I would definitely encourage if you're feeling uh, unsure and confused that it could definitely be an additional help. Oh. Yeah, that's good. That's helpful. Um, okay, so you mentioned with in between your your first and second in particular, um, they were quite close together. And I know that there's so many women who are also in that in that same place where, you know, the postpartum NFP time was 
uh, confusing and they weren't planning to get pregnant, you know, so soon after, but maybe they are pregnant um, and now are feeling maybe kind of worrisome or anxious. Uh, do you have any thoughts or could you just speak to those women since you kind of have been in that, in that place before? Mm-hmm. I would say that it was hard at first. Um, and that's just like a time of survival, but it doesn't last. Mm-hmm. And now my oldest are, um, seven and eight, almost nine, and they just play together so well. Mm-hmm. And I'm just really grateful now not having a baby in the house and watching, them grow up together, that they are each other's best friends. And mm-hmm. it is so beautiful. And I'm just grateful that God gave me this gift of giving them to each other to have um, them close together. And um, they just love each other. And so like, while it was hard in the beginning, I couldn't see into the future yeah. to know what a blessing it would be later on in life. Oh, I love that so much. And I love how God's plans are always better than our plans, even when we're frustrated or confused. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So then finally, Allison, do you have any uh, just encouragement for, for moms? Yes, I would love for moms to know, to really know that God loves them in their mess. And he's not asking you to be a perfect mom. He wants you to be a surrendered mom, to realize that we can't do anything on our own and that when we rely on God to be our strength and our help and when we depend on him, he is a good and a merciful father who loves you so much and he will give you the grace and he will help you through and he will be there with you in the mess. And so Mm. just rest in his love and his mercy. Mm. I love that so much. Thank you so much for sharing that. Well, Allison, it has been uh, so wonderful to chat with you. Um, If people are interested in finding the book or um, following you on social media, where do you like to send people? Um, You can buy the book at Sophie Institute Press, um, Baby and Beyond, Overcoming Those Post-Childbirth Woes. Um, I have an Instagram account, but I'm not actually on it right now. I'm not like a social media person. <laughs> totally but if fine. you like had a question or wanted to like reach out that you could do that through Instagram to send a message, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wonderful. Sounds good. Um, well, thanks again. Let me go ahead and uh, just close us in a quick prayer. Okay. Jesus, thank you so much for this time to chat and to share with one another. Thank you for Allison and uh, her writing and um, for all the women listening today. I pray, Lord, that especially those who are in the postpartum uh, season of of life right now, that you would give them just an abundance of uh, your grace and um, that you would give them rest, whether that be physical rest or um, just being able to rest in knowing uh, that you are Lord and are in control. And Jesus, uh, we love you and we offer this day to you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hi, friends. You have been listening to Diapers and Disciples. To find out more about the podcast, you can visit diapersanddisciples.com. You can also visit us on Facebook and Instagram at Diapers and Disciples. To learn more about supporting the show, visit patreon.com slash diapers and disciples. Thanks so much for listening today. Until next time, God bless.